welcome back to the podcast. Absolutely not. Why not? Absolutely not. Why not? I, I said we were going to record the podcast vlog style okay. while we're here. Let's do it. Okay, so this is my sister. Hi. I'm her sister. I'm Brooke. So most people listen just through the, like, through audio. Yeah, yeah, But this is for, like, YouTube, for real, things like that. Adam is anti this. I'm not even dressed. I'm naked. He's wearing. Not naked. He's wearing shorts. But anyway, this little mic. Um, I watched some of the videos from our can, and when we were. Does it work? Yeah, we use the mic, and it's. It's so good. Really good. I sound like a smoker. First time I'm ever on your podcast, and I sound like I've smoked like ten thousand packs. So uh, yeah, this is my sister Brooke. I choked on corn. I choked on <laughs> corn. It's not my fault. So normally we will we would have like multiple multiple microphones going on. Um, but right now we just have this tiny little mic that I get to just share and like interview you basically. You're interviewing me? <laughs> no. I'm just saying I, I could. Good. This is, I, Adam and I decided that no matter what comes our way, we had to record. Hey, I think that's smart. Listen, that's just real life. I, because otherwise, like we have something going on every, every day, like all the time. Again. That's real life. You don't just like sit around and like set up a microphone and look all pretty and perfect. You just go places and do things and have good conversations with good people. Yeah. So, Adam, now that you're putting on a shirt, do you feel a little better? <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit, at least a little bit more appropriate <laughs> for everybody that's watching <laughs> rather than just listening because y'all don't, y'all don't need that. Um, not yet. That's for the OnlyFans. That's for Patreon only. Yeah. If y'all pay $5 a month, there is actually a naked version of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. This is Adam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. What is that? She's showing some sort of meme. Some alien. Not you really sure what it is. You're not even watching the movie. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Literally me last night trying to watch the movie. Like I said in the last episode, Adam is basically narcoleptic. Yeah. yeah. And again, really I don't I don't know if that's insensitive to say cuz it's like an actual <laughs> condition people have. It um, may be one that I have. <laughs> truly <laughs> undiagnosed. Okay. So, we're thinking about going and to see our baby niece one more time mm-hmm. and then off to explore. We're in our hometown, by the way, to kind of explain our backdrop right here right now in our in my, our childhood room. Yeah. Brooke and I shared this room, but it was way different back in the day. Um, the way it looked. But anyway, we're here in Hickory, actually without any of our family members ex- like in the home. Um, but we just had a baby niece be born. Yeah. So we had to come out. So we had to come out and she's like just three weeks old now. Nice. So we just had corn and... You are about that corn. I know. Well, the corn came to attack me. So I feel yeah. like we are bonded at this point. <laughs> this is... We had a grill out. We just <laughs> grill out and just relax. <laughs> It was nice. This is why Brooke's voice sounds like a smoker. That's why I sound sexy. Yeah. She sounds <laughs> sexy, she says. Anyway, let's get ready so we can go see her one more time and then, um, yeah, then go hang out in downtown Hickory. Right. You guys ready? Hey, remember that time that we talked about makeup that's lasted years? Yeah. I've makeup that's lasted years? For four years. Well, eyeshadow lasts this a lifetime. Eyeshadow. for Yeah, but I use one of them as my, like, highlight. Uh, and it's just I, this just goes with me everywhere for four years. <laughs> Elf lasts forever. Forever. Well, eyeshadow in general outlives all of us, I think. <laughs> but 
Yeah. I'm going to put some makeup on. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm just I think I'm just going to go like this. I think this is fine. I can I can pause it for sure. That's right. I think I can stop coverage. No, way. it's okay. Sue, so how do you? Don't worry, guys. I'm getting naked. Don't watch. How do you feel about recording like this? I feel great. The audio really is. Oh, I know. Very so good on this. I don't know how long it's gonna last because I don't know how much charge it has. Oh, it's got so much. Literally every time I've looked at it, it's at like 100%. So we have like. Uh, hey! Nope. Oh. <laughs> 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 hey. Out of his butt, Nikki. I'm trapped between a camera and my sister-in-law. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and look, there's Patchouli, the star of the show, her usual. <laughs> I was just, I was just saying. I think I'm like creating a new thing, like vlog podcast. Like it's um, what is it called? Like a. Like ASMR? No, 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 no. <laughs> like uh, the thing that you listen to—that's like a, like a oh, story. Oh, sure, yeah, like well, a story was, podcast, like a, script, like a scripted drama. Yeah, kind of yeah, sure. Minus the script, there's no. Script. And minus the like mystery and also, murder that no you drama. normally. Have. <laughs> I don't know. No script and there's no drama. There could there's be drama. drama. I don't know. Also, what drink is this? That looks like water. That sparkly lime kind. I think it's yours. I didn't pour mine in one of those. Oh. Then what was I drinking earlier? That could be Brooks. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's probably hers. Hey, Brooke. Hey, kids. Oh. Brooke, <laughs> Here you go. I think this is yours that you left in my room. Okay. I'm going to try to pick up on my clothes back on. Okay. Ham. <laughs> Ham. Come on, put you. You left her out. I wasn't going to walk in, by the way. She was just crying by the door, so I let her in. Oh, that's fine. I didn't mean to lock you out. Yeah. Brooke, what is the best part about being an aunt? <laughs> <laughs> um, getting to hold little oh. babies. Oh, no. I don't know. Uh, best thing about being an aunt is getting to know that she already knows us, and we talk to her in the womb, and she already loves us. Just that feeling of knowing that we're already loved by this little being. Apple Bottom Jeans is her favorite song, so... That makes me sing club music is the best thing to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's get in the car. Ready? Go. Okay. I think the most unexpected part about a new baby coming into our family is that I got really emotional about my parents becoming grandparents. That was definitely the like the most intense part for me. Like anytime I thought about it or I talked about it to anybody else, like I would immediately start crying. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't, I don't really, Why? yeah, this is the first time I've like brought it up like is it directly. Just, is it just because like, you know that they're going to be grandparents to your children? And so mm. it's like beginning of an era, I guess? Well, I think. For them? Um, yeah. It's okay. like the beginning slash end of an era. So yeah, I don't have, I've never like said it fully out loud. I think Adam, I've told you about the grandparents thing, right? Yeah, of course. Um, I think it's just like because they've wanted it for so long. At least that's what it seems like to me. Like they wanted it for so long and you got to see them like you kind of got to see the pre-grandparents with your cousin or whoever that is. And then with, you know, getting a dog and getting a cat and 
all that kind of stuff where it's just like they've clearly wanted it and they're so ready for that season and they're going to be such good grandparents i think it also had to do with the fact that like we never had grandparents yeah that's and so like knowing and seeing that like not only is this kind of like a generational there's a little otter guy yeah. Oop. okay never mind. what there's a, there's a little beaver you run over him? No. <laughs> okay. He went in the gutter. Okay, good. Um, no, I think it's like, it's a new, it's like a new generation. Like, it's kind of something that we've maybe felt is like a generational curse, but I feel like we're bringing into a new, a new generation and like they, they've been meaning, needed to be grandparents and now they right. are and it's just beautiful and like we're like thinking of all the grandparents we never had and like, I think they're thinking of their parents in the midst of all this too. I definitely think it has a lot to do with the fact that it feels like an end of an era. Like it feels like, okay, yeah, it's no longer like my officially my parents are the next people to like get diseases and die. I know, I know it's rough, but but like, I don't have like, we don't have like, we have one grandfather that's still alive. That's true. I don't want to like say that we don't, but like we didn't have grandparents around us like that were that like raised our our parents who also were in our lives we didn't have that so I don't have the emotional attachment of somebody in their like 70s or something that's like our family relative that's like you know getting getting up there yeah I don't that's just that's just the hard truth of it we're seeing grandparents for the very first time in our own parents exactly Uh, we didn't have grandparents and so it's it's emotional because I didn't have grandparents and it's emotional because now my parents are those people and like it makes me nervous that now it's like it's like all of a sudden they're like gonna be old like I feel myself getting emotional (laughs) um but yeah it's like this weird I mean I was really excited for Nick our older brother to be a dad and that was like a sweet thing in and of itself but the main thing that makes me like actually like weepy is about our parents for some reason yeah i was just thinking too like we've always we've always had like i've always at least had friends who've been like who've tried to explain like grandparents to me and like the love and just like how awesome it is to have grandparents and like you get a different type of acceptance from them and like it's just a different type of love and we've never i've never understood it like we've because we never had it and so even like when and this sounds like morbid but even when like my friend's grandparents died and they were all very sad I was just like I mean you didn't see it coming like it's because I never understood the emotional like side of having a grandparent like just like you have a different relationship with your aunt or you have a different relationship with your mom like they're all different types of relationships that you get to have and we didn't we didn't really grow up with any family that was super close to us like you you had like one cousin really that was like closer to your age but like other than that like it's not like we grew up around our aunts or uncles we didn't grow up around our grandma and grandpa of any kind like it's it's foreign yeah so I think we're getting to see for the first time like we're getting to grasp even just the smallest bit of what it what it's like to have grandparents because we're seeing our parents turn into grandparents like overnight and we're like wow like this could actually be a beautiful relationship like all of my friends have said it is and it's something I think honestly I think I might have like trauma of, of them because I did know my grandparents for like a year and a half of my life yeah. and I'm like scared that this is the end 
Yeah. Well, ever yeah. I mean, all of our generational things is as soon as someone has a baby, the grandparents die. Yeah. And that's not the case for our family. I will not speak that over us because our parents are in great health and there will not be any crazy accidents. But I do definitely think that that's probably part of it too. You think like, oh, well now they're grandparents. Now now this is close to the end. Now there's somebody else to kind of like carry on our name. Yeah. And I'm like, no, the universe can't take them. No. I'm not ready for that. They won't. No, they won't. But I think there is that like subliminal, subliminal. Trauma, yeah. But Adam, you had grandparents. Do you want to speak on a little bit about like your experience? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is my grandparents. Yeah, you awesome. yeah I I had a very different experience with my grandparents because they always lived outside of town, and like my mom's parents were lived a, such a different lifestyle than me. Like they were Mennonite, living on a farm with eleven or with twelve kids, and um, just did that forever. And so it was like. It was such like entering into a different world when I was with my grandparents, um, and there there wasn't so much like that we could talk about that was shared other than our feelings. So we just kind of got to sit there and just talk about feelings, and we got to talk about how we perceived the world. and um, And there was no TVs, there was no electricity, there was no distractions. Like it just was, you work and you hang out and you talk about your experiences. And so it was like it was really intimate in that way, but it also feels difficult to try to bring that relationship into modern day because it feels like there's there's not really a bridge for me to to like to make it make sense now like for people who have grandparents in this age in this era like they they it was just such a microcosm for me um but then there's my dad's parents too that like they lived in New York and they were on adventures and the first place I ever went in the world was to New York to go visit them and they showed me the world really and now I see them, they've moved, they've moved back and they have such like a healthy relationship with each other. And they've always been um, just really great. They've always been around to hang and do whatever. Um, and so it's been, it's been cool. It's been cool to get to know them uh, now. But they kind of came into our lives a little bit later just because I was, anytime we did go to visit them, I wasn't like old enough to really understand what it was. Um, but to know them now and to be able to hear their stories and hear like what they, what they, um, you know, care about and what they want to pass down to me and what they want to tell me about relationships and life is just like every time that I've ignored it, I've regretted it. Um, and so it's just, it's a, it's, it's cool to understand what they are, but it's also hard to respect and take in what they are trying to teach and tell you until you're looking back in retro- retrospect on what they taught you. Mm-hmm. Like so I'm recording. <laughs> no, no, is that okay? Yeah. No, I, t- I asked you before, but. Totally it is. No, okay. Let me take this off. Can I ask you the questions mm-hmm. for the podcast? Sure. Okay. You don't have to. I'll, I can cut anything out if you want. Okay. So, <laughs> podcast. Hi. Um. So this is Luna, our little, our little new niece. And Brianna is her sister-in-law, and um, she's the mata. What is the most shocking, yeah, sure. What is the most shocking thing about being a new mom that you, like, didn't expect at all? Or no one warned you about? Um, Honestly, just, like, the instant attachment. I thought it would kind of take a little bit to Mm. get attached to her, but... You were... 
it's like all the maternal instincts just kicked in like right away i feel like when we were talking earlier you were like saying like you want her to be like sleeping on you you want Mm -hmm. her to be like with you at all times you're like you know what i actually don't need to be alone from her (laughs) i thought that was like cute for you guys what's your favorite thing about now not being pregnant um eating cold cut sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) perfect cold cut sandwiches that's amazing that's perfect okay i won't make you answer anymore but thanks for answering a couple (laughs) much of our lives as like young adults we want to be so different and like far away from like hometown suburbia that kind of thing what are the things that make you gravitate towards it now i think the thing is that like I've just realized more and more that if I want to do something, I will drive for it. I will go to it. It's just so infrequent that I want to, like, be in the middle of things all the time anymore. I want to be able to kind of escape and be in my own space. That has just become more of a thing that I just, like, I want to be cozy when I go home. I want to be able to escape to wherever it is that I actually sleep at night. And I think that isn't necessarily the energy when you live downtown like we used to I I don't know I was thinking for myself I was like I think it's because just like we were talking about going to Europe we realized that you know it was great it was beautiful obviously but it's no different than my favorite places like it's my favorite places to eat my favorite views that I go to like I think going back to this small town specifically in, in our in our case there's so many like the older I get the more I realize I don't want to go out and party I want beautiful views I want people that I love to talk to and I want good food and good wine and small towns can offer those things maybe not in quantity but there's at least one or two spots where you can get that always families become one of those things where it's just like I thought friends were going to be the things that I want to talk to and then it comes back to when you're older you realize oh you know what maybe it's just family you want to talk about good memories you want to talk about the future of having children and people you're comfortable with yeah I think a lot of it has to do with that the like going out in the world and seeing that like a lot of the things that you like most can be done in not like a super tiny city necessarily but like a suburban city but like I I've always been like a city person in the sense of like I love to be I'm always going to be like chasing after something we were talking about this the other day it's like if you could be given a bunch of money like you would do nothing the rest of your life and just like be living and like I I love chasing something like I love building something for myself I love that something important to me as a human being so I think because of that I've always been gravitated or I've always gravitated towards cities in that in that sense because it's just like opportunity opportunities opportunistic side of myself i guess yeah but even when i come back here i'm like wow there's more opportunity for jobs there's (laughs) yeah and that's something i've been learning with even like especially in nashville a lot of people realize that when they move there for music that they are they have a whole whole lot harder of a time like in nashville like playing shows because that's not where you play shows. I mean, you can create the music maybe there, but like you're actually better off like somewhere else in Tennessee or like in North Carolina, like Boone or even like Asheville to like record. And you know, there's people who are super talented that where it's not like over, yeah, oversaturated of those careers. So anyway, it's like, I think that's like why I always gravitated originally was to the city because 
I just love to continually chase something. But now, especially with tech too, and the world that I want to live in, I can do it all from the comfort of my own home <laughs> for the most part. Besides travel, and I do want to do that. But traveling doesn't require living in a major city. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know. Yeah. Also, fun fact, we started the podcast on July 4th. Huh. What? No, it's July 3rd. I know. I'm just saying. Oh, you, the, whole, the whole thing. Yeah, our first episode went live on July 4th. Yeah. Well, happy what? How many years? Mm. Well, it was it was 2019. Do the math. Four. Happy four-year anniversary tomorrow. That's kind of crazy. I feel like we took so many breaks. I mean, it's because we were like very honest with where we were at in our lives. We didn't want to just like put out content that wasn't that didn't feel right. You never just said things for no good reason. You only spoke when you had something to say. Yeah, and I'm I'm not really somebody who repeats the same message over and over again. That's always been a struggle for me. It's not like we have the same conversation over and over again. We're how old are we and we've always had different conversations. Yeah. Conversations to be had. Yeah, I'm turning thirty. And I don't like to repeat myself. Of getting these jobs in Nashville and then all of a sudden you get there and you're like, Wait, I can't do that. Okay, so let me go like a lower scale. You're like, Oh, that one's filled. Okay, let me go to a lower scale. Then you go to your last resort job, and there's just, like, line of people who are trying to get the last resort job that you didn't even want to do, and you're fighting to get it. You're, like, considering, you're like, oh, I'm going to, like, maybe I should maybe I should just be a Starbucks barista. Like, what? why? And then that's, like, so hard to get. Like, then what's the point in living in a place like that? What's the point in living in a place where you have to do your least favorite job, your last resort thing that you knew you could do but didn't want to do, and you still barely even, if you even get that job. Right. What's the point? I think a lot of the times it is, like, there is usually partners involved. Like, somebody has a job that they like, or, like, somebody's family lives somewhere, or you have a house together. Like, there's stuff like that. Or, like, your friend groups or your community. And it's like, yeah. In Nashville, I'm just saying anywhere you you live. Mm -hmm. If you're, like... Why would you, why would you stay? It's like there are reasons to stay, and then reasons that make it more complicated to leave. It's not just as easy as leaving. No, no. I just mean like, once we get there and realize there's nothing for me here, why do we try to push it out? Why do we try to like still go through it and and work our way up? Like why? Why don't we just go somewhere new? I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. Yeah. But no, it's hard. It's because it's hard. Because yeah. it's like really because of those things. Because of houses. Because of mortgages. Because of potential creating families in the future. Because of healthcare. Because of, you know, stability in friendships. Because of whatever. It's like there are major reasons. It takes a lot of faith in like finagling your life to start over. Yeah. somewhere now. I guess I'm just more 
thinking of like when we first move to Nashville. When we first get there and think we're going to do something and don't, you know? Yeah, I guess I didn't have that because I was in school. Yeah. I had four years of being in college, so I was like, what else was I supposed to do? Oh, wait, I can't do that dream. Okay, it's fine. For now, I'll just go down the ladder. I'll work at the second job that I wanted to do. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's not possible. I'm going to do that. And then we get to the finally, the last job. She's like, well, once you realize that you can't live a life that you wanted to live, what is it about us? It's just like, well, I'll make it. I'll work my way through it. Well, can't you just do that in another city where you can actually do a job that you like? I think a lot of people don't realize that they can move to another city and do that. That's like they think it's new, too. It is well, new. Like, technology has changed us. I think a lot of things a lot of it is that people actually do leave like I think there's so many people that leave but even the people that are the people that are staying think that they're the ones that are going to be able to make it rather than like have to leave they're like well everybody else is leaving so at least it's thinning out the herd and I'll be able to like be the person that actually makes it be the person that can like stick it out and if I just am the person that can just wait it out then I'll have my break because I, I don't think that's like not the case a lot of the time like I think like they call it a 10-year city for a reason right like if you can wait it out for 10 years you have a lot of a lot more potential to actually like build a relationship that becomes something that you actually wanted it to be yeah or at least you're going to be surrounded by the people that you thought you would be and whether you're going to get an opportunity or not will be pretty obvious so you want to be the person who's like doesn't have the plan b kind of thing you're like i'll be that person yeah i hate that yeah i just think it's like it's just so easy now to be to become famous anywhere like you don't everything's about tiktok anyway why would i have to be in nashville to make a tiktok video about playing music when i could literally be anywhere but i definitely feel like that's new do you remember that whole thing that when we were going to that dance studio they said to us they were like if you have a plan b do that instead Mm -hmm. like if this is not the thing that you love if you not eat sleep and breathe this Mm -hmm. i remember being like okay <laughs> i have plan b's i have plan e's <laughs> like i've got <laughs> so many plans yeah like, i would much rather just live a happy life than struggle to get somewhere yeah no i i had the opposite reaction to that because i was musical theater and i was like like fuck yeah i was like that is my plan a and it was my plan a and then just like life happened i was a young 16 year old and i was persuaded to not do that not pursue that but that was my I think that was like I had a completely different response to that I was like yeah I have no other plans I don't know there's something about the hustle though there's something room like I feel like Adam you would understand that maybe in a place like New York well yeah that's where I was going Nashville (laughs) yeah but some people are into the like they're into the lifestyle and culture of Nashville that makes it bearable where like they like the live music. They like country music. They like the country thing. They're like, that's who they are. They're like, and like, so is hot spicy chicken and like country music. I don't know. Like that's their vibe. And like that makes the hustle worth it. And I think for a lot of people with New York, you know, say for musical theater, it's like learning all the new like uh, pathways and like different ways to get around the city and the different food that's amazing, the culture of New York, right? They love that. That's like the stuff that they're like, no, even if I'm hustling, I still love New York. Like, look at the park. Look at this. Like, I guess no matter what, you have to love where you live. Exactly. And that's the 
You yeah. can be a bottom feeder if you actually like where you're living. Exactly. And I think that's the difference with us that we don't necessarily love Nashville. Like we don't like love what it necessarily has to offer as a city. There's something about struggling alongside people who have similar passions too, though. Like the one thing that I didn't have because I was a little bit more like, like I wasn't super social when I lived in Minnesota. So I never cared if my friends didn't have the same passions as me. I didn't care to like collaborate with my friends. Like I didn't want to be like, hey, do you want to go uh, record something? I have drums, you have a guitar, like we can just go do something. Um, and in Nashville, I feel like you can work as a bartender, you can work as a server, you can work at a Best Buy, and you know that at least six people around you that you're working with also want to be musicians or also want to tour or also, like, have so many things in common with you, where I think, like, a lot of people that leave small towns are like, I literally felt like an alien uh, in my town. That's true. Yeah. And so it's like just kind of having people with similar mindsets and knowing that you're surrounded by people with passions that are aligned with yours and that you could actually like make friends with somebody and have social interactions around that is important for people. Yeah. I think that is important for some people. I don't think that I don't think I ever experienced feeling alone in my passions. Like not even in this small town. I don't, I didn't cause I was, you know, surrounded by people doing what I liked doing and your family. Yeah. And my family. And so I don't think I've ever experienced that. So I guess I couldn't speak on the feeling of like, oh, nobody gets it. Nobody gets the passion that I have. Um, So, yeah, I just don't know what that feels like. I know I was happy to... When I first moved to Nashville, though, I was happy to be in a a small fish in a big pond. I do remember that. Feeling like, oh, everybody's chasing this. This is great. Like, nobody's looking at me. And I did kind of like that. You weren't under a microscope for the first time in your life. Yeah. No one cared. <laughs> no one cared who you were. Yeah, and that, and that was nice. I liked that, but I needed that for that time of my life. Like I, Everyone needs to start over Like at, in that part yeah. of life. That's why you go to college. Everyone needs a refresh. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs to... Yeah, you like start and you don't know anyone. And you're just like starting your life all over again. Honestly, I feel like... I feel like I needed to move to Nashville out of obligation, though. Like, I I would have, had we not gotten together, I think once I stopped touring, I would have left Nashville. I would have gone back to Minnesota. Because, like, if I'm going to be somewhere like that, my personality is, like, I definitely have to be the person that's there for a reason. I, I don't think I could stand being the person that's hustling for the dream. Like, I even told you guys when we were first on tour that, like, I was like, I have no interest in being a part-time musician. Like... I don't want to be a musician on the road four days a week and then come home and three days a week hustle as a barista. Like, I don't want to do that. That's not what the dream is. The dream is to just be a musician on the road all the time. Uh, Well, of course. I don't know. It's like, of course, that that is the dream. But I feel like people, not a lot of people get that. (laughs) So they take the half seas, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is I wouldn't have, I wouldn't normally take that. I would not be living in Nashville for the hustle. Well, like I said, kind of understand. It's like you've even been like, Lauren, why don't you do musical theater in Nashville or like whatever? And I could and I probably should try again, but it's just not exactly the same. Like when I was about to go to New York on a scholarship, like that was a different time of my life and experience that felt like full time. Yeah. It's like that. It's like your what you're saying. It's like my version of it. It's like it's a full time. I was young. I was like ready to go. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like it feels like it feels like a half C <laughs> kind of thing. So I understand. 
I understand that. Nothing is ever fully what you expect it to be. Because we were just talking about touring full time. We are talking about like, we've kind of bounced around in this conversation of like, why do you want to move back to your hometown? Why is it that you wanted to leave your hometown so aggressively? Why is it that you're, you know, so happy when you get to a new place, but then, then you're like, oh, I hate this place. Like, I wish I was a full-time touring musician, but at the same time, like, there's so many things that's just like, once you get there, it's never fully what you expect it to be, which is why coming back to the basics of like, do I have a good view? Is it good weather? Do I have good wine? Am I with good people? And do I have good food? Yeah. And that is like always at the end of the day, I feel like a goal that keeps consistent that always meets your expectations yeah yeah that's how I feel that's like I have like a list of things that I want in my life and it's like it does consist like walkable city safe quiet good weather sunny um good food clean air and water and I really do want Beach Mountain (laughs) you want it all baby (laughs) I want I want it all but there are places like that. There are places North like that. Carolina has better weather than Nashville. Nashville is probably the worst. If you if you want good weather, don't move to Nashville. It's probably the worst weather that there is in the world for no good reason. Just random. I don't think people like know that enough. They don't. They don't. That it's tornado they Alley. Don't. Yeah. Literally the new Tornado Alley. It's nobody talks about Nashville's weather. I don't know why. I don't. Well, I will say when I first moved to Nashville, it was not like that. It was flooded right before you got there. Right. But then when I got there, though, like the first couple of years I was there, it was like really nice weather. So it's like it did its really big thing. And then it like was calm. So when I when I first lived there, I was like, these this is amazing weather. Again, I hadn't lived there yet, though. When as soon as I moved there, I was like, this is it. No, the cicadas happened when you lived there. We were staying in that girl Roxy's place. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't live there yet. I thought you were there. No. But, um, wow. Do you remember that? God, no, not really. I don't either, hardly. I remember um, we were staying in Nashville before I moved there, like I was saying. And Brooke and I were staying in somebody's house. And I don't even, her, her name is Roxy. That's it. That's all we know. I don't know how we knew her. Through Christine Bell. Yeah. Through, okay. Management. But management of sorts. And that was like during a cicada attack. Which they said was going to happen every seven years, and it's been 13 years, 14 years now. Then and there's never there. been a cicada outbreak like that. Outbreak? Is that yeah. the right word? Yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was like cicadas were coming to attack. It was wild. I just, I think that Nashville is some sort of a, like, what's it in the Bible with the... Oh, it's got plagues. It has plagues. For sure. Yeah. And it is in the plague of just torn bad weather. Tornadoes and rain. No. <laughs> it really is. So if you're looking to move to Nashville, I guess don't listen to this episode. Oh or do. Um, it's, but the thing is, I think I still have a, I have a thankfulness for it because it was a place that raised me. I was 16 when I moved there. So like, I'm grateful for what it was for my life. It was a safe enough big city. It was a safe big city to be young and grow up and grow with it. Yeah. It like was a challenge. Like, I mean, I didn't have good GPSs in the beginning. Like, it was a challenge to be 16 there. 
I can't imagine being 16 and going to New York immediately. I can't. I mean, you would have figured it out. But, like, that Nashville was hard enough. It's scary as hell. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Yeah. It would have freaked me out probably. But there would have been some sort of magic probably that just kept me going. Well, the difference with New York is that you could have done subways. And subways are easier than driving yeah. at times. And Nashville's crazy dumb drivers so it's just another it's confusing roads in nashville so it was really hard to learn how to drive in nashville tennessee i kind of I wonder if they'll have in the next 10 years 15 20 years if they'll have okay. like train and tram they were talking about doing well, of course they've been talking they've been talking and then they then COVID happened and i think they used that money elsewhere yeah that was the plan though <laughs> it was the plan <laughs> yeah i feel bad for trashing it i don't want to trash it but it is what it is. We're in that season. We're in the season, though, where just like the season where we got tired of our hometown and we're desperate to leave, we're kind of doing the same thing for Nashville. We were, we're tired of the other hometown we grew up in, and we're ready to leave. Yeah, I was just saying I was there for, I've been there this August. It will be 13 years, and I lived in my hometown for 14, which is crazy. Where, where do you want to move to next, Adam? <laughs> Yeah, probably New York. New York. New York, let's go. Or Toronto. Just for a year. Let's just move to New York for a year. You do some of your musical theater. Oh, God, I'm so out of... No. Who cares? I'm so out of practice. But who cares? We'll start at the bottom. We'll be bottom feeders together, and I'll get into the fashion world, and we'll be bottom feeders and not know what the F we're doing, but at least we'll be in New York and just doing doing some fun shit. Yeah. At least struggling in a place that we actually want to be in. Perhaps. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. It could be New York. It could be, I think it could be like now that we're having New York in the, in the mix, I'm like, okay, it could be four places. New York, Toronto, San Diego, or Vancouver. I say New York's the next place. And then we can go to more of our forever home, which I think is going to be the West. But I feel like Toronto could be the next place though. Cause it's like New York, but it's Canadian so that we have all the benefits of Canada. I I the fashion industry is not Oh, it's actually popping and that's actually where I know most of the yeah, indigenous I, creators. I know what I'm talking about, Toronto is the New York of Canada. We went to Toronto. Yeah. I didn't love it. That's fine that you didn't love it. There was no subways. Was there subways? Oh, I, this I don't know. <laughs> this I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not it's, it's different energy. It's 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 I didn't I, d- I would not say it was the Canadian version of New York. Well, it is. That's like the comparison. Like it is the, what they, that's what they say. It like is. Vancouver is their Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not saying it's exactly. I'm just saying like of Canada, Toronto is the most like New York. So I say we move to New York, the New York of New York, <laughs> you know, the real New York. And then we move to the fake Hollywood. So where in New York would you want to go? It's like, it's huge and so expensive (laughs) we'd move to the uh where i stayed during thanksgiving oh uh, upper west side no no it was like in the center um i gotta think of it central new york spotted lauren and brooke deliri walking downtown on the upper west side Lauren and Brooke <laughs> just made me cringe. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Something about it made me cringe. It's the sis- sister thing. 
Lauren and Brooke Deliri. Lauren Deliri. I'll be Lauren Deliri. Brooke and B. Kane. U Union State Union Station is Union Square. Union Square. I think that's what it is. Good luck finding a good apartment there. <laughs> it's like affordable. Hey, we're sharing an apartment. We can all like, they have bunk beds and just share bunk beds. Listen, I don't care. Let's uh, get back to what we said before. Bottom feeders, but in a good place, a place that we actually want to live, where we can actually go and eat good pasta whenever we pasta. want. Yes, pasta. What about beaches and mountains? Yeah, after we live in New York for a year. Okay. Sure. We'll see what happens. I love that we're just saying this on a podcast because I feel like we're truly just having a conversation. I don't know how you're going to chop this up into a good podcast. Mm, I don't know. I don't really. Probably not going to chop it. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it just like this. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> she will out everyone. Honestly, she does not care. You could just call this like, like family conversation. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's fine with me. That's the three of us. You heard Probably it here first. I'm like late. <laughs> Every time you guys talk. Yeah. We just all need a mic. Well, we need three of those. Of course. All right, you guys. Well, we'll probably end out here then. We went from grandparents to babies, babies to suburbia to moving to New York and possibly other places. Who knows? To Well, also to trudging Nashville. So excuse me. Pardon me for that. But, but not at all. But not at all. Dolly Parton can be the president. That's fine. That's fine. Well, Brooke tops us off. We're going to end the podcast here. There you go. Thank you guys for listening and watching. If you're watching on YouTube and on Spotify, we love you guys. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.